Good morning. Maybe, uh, maybe you've experienced that. You've kind of, maybe you're new to faith, new to Christ, and trying to figure out how to pray. Some of you have been praying for a long time, and you've got some ideas of prayer, and you've kind of brought those with you, and you kind of need to let some of those go. And today I want to talk about prayer, uh, because it's a vital part of a Christian's walk with God. And uh, so I want to talk about that today, whether you're here in the sanctuary or watching online, uh, we're really glad that everybody's here. Uh, let me ask you a question. How many of you say, I want to connect with God through prayer. You say, hey, I want to connect with God. Okay, okay, that's everybody. You're here because you want to connect with God, right? Uh, you want to, uh, unless you were just dragged to church, which is possible. Some of you, by the looks on your faces, might have been dragged, okay? But, uh, but many of you weren't. You came because, because, because you wanted to grow. You wanted to, you want to grow and connect with God in some form or fashion. So, so you're here. How many of you would say, I want to know the Holy Spirit better and the gifts that he offers? Raise your hand and say, I want to know that a little better, okay? So Last week, uh, Mickey said he was talking about prayer language. He was talking about, about uh, uh, the, how we talk to God in our own just native tongue. I am going to talk about, he said, I'm not going to talk about the gift of tongues. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to talk about it, but it's going to be a little later, all right? So I'm just giving, those of you that worry about that, I just want you to stress for about 15 minutes till I get there, and then we'll talk about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about that here in a moment and what that has to do with prayer. But today, I want to talk about how to pray in this all access series. Uh, that's the title of this message, How to Pray. And um, I want to begin by recapping just a couple of things that are important for us to remember. Uh, first, that because of Jesus, we as Christians have access to the Father. Amen? We have full access. We can go to him at any moment, at any time. And because of Jesus, because of what happened in the tomb, because of what happened uh, in, in, on the cross, we get to be reconciled to the Father. Our sin that kept us apart is forgiven. It's dealt with because of what Jesus did on the cross. And that is good news. Can I hear an amen? And this begins a reconciliation process, meaning we are reconciled to God completely. But, but any time there's reconciliation in any relationship, including marriage, that reconciliation doesn't exist so, okay, now we're reconciled. We never talk to each other again. No, no, no. The reconciliation is a, the beginning of this relationship, the new beginning of this relationship, where there's fellowship and friendship and communication. And this is exactly what our walk with the Father should look like. Our relationship as Christians should be dynamic, not religious. Say Dynamic. It should be dynamic. There should be a dynamic aspect to it. The problem is, when we talk about prayer, prayer is packed with religious imagery and traditions and religion. So how many of you grew up in a, what do you call it, a traditional church? Raise your hand and say, I, I grew up in one of those. Okay, that's awesome. How many of you, 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 you probably, even if you didn't grow up in a traditional church, you have some traditional ideas about prayer, right? Prayer is where you grab your hands and you fold them like so. Because who knows what you're going to do with those hands if they get loose, right? It's where we bow our head in reverence and we stick our head to the ground because that's where God is, somewhere down there. We have these kind of religious practices, and we think of prayer, we think of going to church, we think of mealtimes, we think of routines, and we think of getting into these routines and, and them not really always meaning a bunch to us. But the truth is, if we have 24-7 access to the King of Kings, then the enemy of dynamic relationship can be these entrenched religious 
rituals, routines, or ideas that have come with us over the years? And how do we establish a dynamic communication with God that brings life to our daily lives, that brings life to our family? So let me give you three ideas. If you're taking uh, notes today, let me give you some ideas on how we can begin to establish that. Number one is pray with a plan. Everyone say plan. Plan. We need a plan. You're like, Pastor, are you trying to trick me? You just said, don't bring routines and, and, and rituals. Now you're talking about a plan. Yes, we need a plan because any relationship that means anything to us, we plan. Right? Now, it may not be massively formal. It may be a, hey, let's have lunch this week. Great. Why don't you call me? Great. That's a plan. Then there's a call. And then you have lunch. I mean, that's a plan. So you, you had a plan, you developed it, you worked it. There is some sort of plan. Matter of fact, this is true in marriage. Kayla and I are, have been married for a number of years now, and we have routines and rituals in which we connect to and we connect with. It wasn't as if we got married and then it was like, hey, I'll see you when I see you later, right? But sometimes we exist in our relationship with God that way. We're reconciled to the Father. Now we can just exist in this world of non-communication. We don't expect that of any other relationship. You start a new friendship. You start a new business partnership. You get married. You expect the communication to move forward. You expect there to be connection. There's going to be normal routines you connect, right? For us, we'll plan weekends to get away, just her and I. There's moments where we'll uh, have a date night. Uh, some are super regular about that. We're pretty irregular about that, but there's moments we'll do that. There's times that uh, beyond those special moments, we're intentional. There's regular everyday moments. There's the moment that I'll, I'll, I'll wait and uh, maybe stand around the coffee pot for a few extra minutes till she gets back from taking the kids to school or coming downstairs that we'll connect over coffee for a moment and sit down and just have a couple moments before I leave for the day. There's those moments every time, no matter what happens, at dinner, normally her and I and the rest of the kids, we're all, the family's there eating dinner together. There's moments that doesn't happen, but these are routines that are set in our family that make sure that we can connect with each other and have some level of communication on a regular basis. And when you think about the relationships that matter to you, the ones that really matter, you do this. You set up a routine, you set up some sort of plan where there's regular connection. See, connecting with God should show up in our day somewhere. It should show up in our calendar. Some of you say, you know what, Daniel, I'm not really a calendar person. Yes, you are. Everybody is. You may not put it on a phone, you may not put it in paper, but you keep it internally. Everybody has some level of calendar, and God's got to show up there if you want a dynamic conversation and communication with him. He's got to show up in the normal routines in those moments. Jesus models this. Of the 20 times that we see Jesus getting with the Father in the New Testament, he had somewhere to go. He was always going somewhere to do it. Matthew 14, 23, he went to the mountain to pray. Luke 12, or 6, 12, he went to the mountain to pray and he prayed all night. Luke 9, 28, he took John, James, and Peter's friends, the inner core, to the mountain to pray with him. And some of you are here today and you go, Pastor Daniel, I knew it. I can only pray on a mountain just like Jesus. <laughs> so like, that's a problem in West Texas, right? There's not a lot of mountains unless you have a house near an overpass. <laughs> so there's not a lot of beauty and all that. Like, that's kind of like, well, you know, we can watch. There's something different about watching the, the you know, the, the, the snow-capped mountains as opposed to the tumbleweed blowing across your yard. That kind of draws you near. So you think, well, Jesus was drawn to the mountain. But just in case you think 
Jesus had it great, and you and I have it tough. Look at this, Mark 1:35. And rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went to a desolate place. Everyone said amen. Yeah, a desolate place. And there he prayed. Matter of fact, Luke chapter 5, verse 16 says, but he would withdraw to desolate places, as if this was a regular routine for Jesus. It wasn't just something he did occasionally or when there was a moment or a big need or a big circumstance. He regularly found himself alone with the Father in desolate, alone places. And this is important for us to get because we have to have a plan on some level. And you can talk about it all day long, but at some point you got to execute it, right? It's like somebody who wants to lose some weight and kind of, you know, they want to get fit and in shape. So they got, you know, they'll, they'll, it starts by just talking about, yeah, I'm talking about doing a little work, a plan. And then someone else is, talks about it or working out and you're like, yes, I'm going to do that plan. I'm going to, I'm working. I'm going to, I'm thinking through my plan right now. How many of you guys have been talking about a plan for a few years? Right, yeah, yeah. Like we're always just working on a plan. And how many know there's some crazy plans out there? I remember I was, man, I was, I was intent on losing some weight, so I did the no carb diet for a while, that, which is super healthy because it allows you to eat all the bacon you want. So I was with a friend, and I literally had three eggs and like five pieces of bacon. And remember, my friend said that that's a what is that healthy? And I said, well, it's on the plan. So two more pieces right over here. So it's important to remember, whatever plan it is, there's a lot of crazy plans, but it needs to be sustainable for you. The idea of, I'm gonna get up at five in the morning and pray. No, you're not. You're an American. (laughs) There's a lot of truth to it, actually. You're not gonna do it. You gotta figure out a sustainable pace, a sustainable place, and this is what you need to look for. You need to look for a place. Everyone say a place. You need to look for a time, say time. You need to look for a procedure, say procedure. So a time, morning, evening, whatever works best for you, and you need to guard that time and watch it. This is your routine time. It doesn't matter if you miss a moment or whatever, it's okay, just jump back in that time because that time is so special to God. And if it matters to you, this dynamic relationship with God matters to you, let me just tell you, you gotta have a specific time. Set that time. You gotta have a place. Where's that place? It's your chair. I got friends that come into their office and they shut the door. And the first thing they do in the first 20 minutes is they open up their Bible, they get with God, they, they, they just push it all. They don't open their computer, they put their phone up and they get with God in that moment. Let me just tell you, maybe that's the place for you. Maybe it's that chair. You know the chair by the window with the, with the coffee cup and this is, it's the special place God meets you. That means that's your place. Maybe it's, a, it's in your car because you're, the nature of your job is just driving. You just drive all the time. So then you just talk, will pour out your heart to God. You turn off the radio and turn off all the distractions. But let me just tell you, it's going to take that, removing the distractions, setting. You cannot get quality time with God while responding to the latest tweet or text message. It's got to be set aside. So there's got to be time and it's got to be a, a place where you regularly connect with God. A friend of mine, Phil, 
He loves to prayer walk. This is what he does. He spends about an hour with God a day in prayer. And how he does that is he just walks his neighborhood. He said, yes, lots of my neighbors think I'm crazy because I talk out loud and pray out loud when I'm doing. He'll walk around, talk out loud. But listen, as he's doing that, he's praying for his neighborhood, whatever God brings to his mind. When he's traveling, this is what he does. This is a routine he's found that he connects with God as he's walking through the neighborhood, walking through the day. Find that place that works for you. But there's also a procedure. What does it look like? You have your Bible, your time with God. Do you like to write it out? Do you like to speak out loud? Does it keep your thoughts going when you just have a lone place where you can talk out loud to God and you're not worried about waking anybody up or doing anything else? This is an important thing. What I like to do, and this is just me, I, I love when I'm in prayer, one of the best things for me in prayer, one of the things that drives me to prayer more than anything is in being in the Word of God. And when I'm reading through the word of God, I'll read something and it convicts my heart or it shows me something or I'm reminded of something in my family or the church or some other situation. And as I'm reading, I'll just begin to stop. I put the Bible aside and I begin to pray into that. And as I begin to pray into that, I'll write, I'll journal it, and I'll begin to pray some more. This is, for me, this just works. It be, it's, it's what prompts me to pray. So I'm not just working through necessarily a rote list all the time. Some people have a friend who keeps a super detailed list. And this is a list that he keeps, and it just works awesome for him. And he prays, and he checks it off as he's praying. And as he hears answers or as he senses from the Lord, he'll take some off the list, add new ones onto the list, and that's how he does it. What is your procedure, and how are you going to connect with God? Prayer and connecting with him is so important. But don't, listen, do not worry if you miss a day. Don't stress out and skip or feel condemned because, well, we forgot tomorrow. We get back on the bandwagon. We get back on and say, God, I want to connect with you. There are moments that I don't show up for dinner at 6 o'clock. And the reason is because I got a phone call. Something happened. I'm late for work. There's an appointment, whatever. It doesn't mean I give up on dinners in that routine. I still show up the next night before six ready for dinner just because sometimes we get so discouraged and let the enemy bring condemnation to us if we miss a moment with God or a time with God. And it's the enemy's tool. It's his, it's his way of trying to keep us from that dynamic friendship with him. And let me just tell you, it's a ploy of the enemy. Don't do it. Jump back in to the moment, to the routine. Secondly, it's not just, it's not just developing a plan Secondly, the, the second idea here is to pray spontaneously. Say spontaneous. Some of the best conversations you've ever had have been spontaneous ones. Now, let me just tell you, on, to maintain a real relationship that matters, you have to have routines. You have to have moments where communication can just regularly flow. And there's big things talked about in those regular moments over coffee, over dinner, in your chair, in your, in your office, wherever you connect with God. But man, there's also moments that happen because life happens. How many know life happens? Circumstances come up. Things come up, and as they do, recognizing that God wants to know about it, he's there for you, and connecting with him spontaneously can absolutely change your prayer life. I, I, I absolutely believe this. It, it can transform your prayer life. See, lots of times we view prayer as a phone conversation, right? Remember like when phone were on wall, phones were on walls, hey, what's going on? And then someone's on the other end, yeah, not much, what are you doing? So you go back and forth, they're like, okay, bye-bye, see ya, click, click. So you think when you say amen, you're hanging up. But that's not really true because God never hangs up. He, you're always on the line. It's always a constant butt dial to God. 
He's on there. He's on the video cam. It's, more, it's less phone conversation. It's more dash cam. He is watching you 24-7. He's around 24-7. He can hear you 24-7. So you can pick up a conversation with him at any moment because he's always with you. How many of you are a little scared of that? It's a little scary too and a little weird and freaky, but this is the omnipotent, omnipresent God that we serve. He is with you always and he's around. So at any moment, we can just stop and talk to him. God, here's what's going on at work. Here's what's going on in my marriage and I don't understand this. And you don't have to start it out with, Lord, I thank you for this day. He doesn't have to say, hello. He's already there. It's ongoing. And it's already been paid for by Jesus. So you don't have to worry about any of it. You get to connect with him. No, let me just tell you, my friend Donnell, he's amazing at this. He's like so awesome. Like he'll, he'll you'll be hanging out with him and he'll, you're in a conversation. He'll be just like, hey, you know, that's interesting. Why don't we just go to the Lord about that right now? And I'm like a pastor and I'm like, no, I mean, come on, man. That's like religious. No, like, let's just pray. Okay, all right, go, go ahead and pray. And he just feels led to, you hear about something? Let's just take it to God. Let's take, we'll be at a restaurant and somebody's back's hurting. One of the waiters' back's hurting and they'll say something to us and I'm going, well, you know, probably get some Advil, get, you know, lay off your feet a little bit. You know, if you'd get us your food quicker, it might help, you know, come on. That's me. Donnell's, Don, Donnell's like, hey, I believe God can heal and he's here with us right now and he'd love to touch you. Do you mind if I pray for you? And then it can happen in a moment. And the dynamic life that comes, not just from you connecting with God for you, but you connecting with God for others. To be a blessing in your school, students. To be a blessing on your campus. That all of a sudden you don't have to take them to some adult to pray, but you can take them into God's presence because God's with you always. He's walking with you. And his real powerful presence is near. And you can spontaneously go to him at any moment of any day. Isn't that good news? And that makes this relationship with him dynamic, not just a routine. You need the routine. You need those normal moments, the coffee and the dinner moments. But man, you need those other times where God just shows up in the middle of your work, in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of everything caving in, or in the middle of the celebration. You need God in those moments. You can go to him spontaneously. First Thessalonians says, pray without ceasing. That means don't stop. You don't hang up. You continue to pray. We continue to go after the Lord. The third thing that I want to share with us today is an idea on how we can grow in this is to pray in the Spirit. Look in your Bibles, if you would, at Romans chapter 8, starting verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. And we're going to also look at Ephesians 6. 18. Matter of fact, we'll look at Ephesians 6 first. It says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. This is praying for one another. The idea here is there's a, 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 a prayer that prays at all times and in the spirit. It's capitalized there, meaning in the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, starting verse 26 through 27 says this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. You ever, you ever find yourself not knowing what to pray for? Hello? Yeah. Have you ever found, you just found yourself going, you know what? I don't know. 
I don't know what to pray for. I don't know how to pray. We do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. There is um, a connection beyond our native language. There's a spirit-to-spirit connection that surpasses the mind as a barrier. See, this was the barrier for me for years. I grew up in a church where we believed in the, all the gifts that the Bible talks about. And I was fine with those gifts as long as a few of them stayed pretty far away from me. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like the ones I could understand and comprehend and get, like, great. Those that are a little different, ah, I, I believe, I see them in the Bible, but I don't want to know them. I want to be around me. And then as we grew, as we grew, as I grew in my faith and as I understood this a little more, and some people get taught this early on, it just took me a long time. But I began to understand that, that all these gifts are available and that the Lord would love to give gifts to his kids. And the speaking in tongues or other languages is a prayer language. We see this in the Bible. We see, it, uh, we see it used in several ways. We see it in a corporate setting where someone will give someone, the Lord will give someone a, a specific language, a word, a prophecy, if you will, to share with the people, to exhort to God in a different language or tongue. And that's interpreted. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. Then we also see Paul talking about it in the terms of a, a language, a prayer, an angelic language that we lift up and pray to God. And for me, I just always kind of, my mind, I've been raised in religion and tradition. And I just, I didn't know how to deal with that because I kind of had this one way I'm gonna pray, one way I'm gonna connect with God. And so I remember my God beginning to change my heart in this. First, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was an amazing experience. And oftentimes, we see with that comes a gift, a manifestation of the gift. Lots of times, prophecy or tongues comes with that. Sometimes, that's not the case. There's several points in Scripture, it doesn't. It didn't happen for me in that way, so I just continued to ask the Lord and seek the Lord. And as I was seeking God, and as I was praying, I remember specifically, we were in college. Kayla and I were engaged. And... There was a, a couple that was kind of mentoring us. And I remember we came from their house one time. They had prayed for us. And I'd been thinking about it a lot. God had changed my heart. My heart had changed from, well, that's fine. I believe in that. And that's great for other people. To, hey, that's a gift that I think I, I would like to walk in too if God has that for me. So I remember, um, I remember um, being prayed for. And I just continued to think and pray about that moment of being prayed for. And I was in my, my green little Ford truck on South Loop in Lubbock, Texas, driving between Quaker and Indiana, heading west. And I remember praying, saying, God, I want any and all that you have for me. And I would love to begin. I'd love to receive this gift. And as I prayed, 
the Lord brought these words to my mind and my mouth and I felt super silly, but the cool thing is I was by myself in my truck. And I just began to say a word or two. And I was like, I think this is it. And this is kind of weird. And I'm driving, I'm kind of excited, but then I don't want to die or, or make anyone else die. So I'm trying to drive and contain myself and I am begin to pray in this. You see, I've grown in this, but let me just tell you, there's probably been, this is one of the most single transformative gifts that the Holy Spirit's given me that has changed my prayer life. It's changed my connection with God. Because there's things I just need to talk to God about. I don't even know that I need to talk. And there's things that I know he wants to do that I don't know he wants to do. And sometimes I just am too tired to even know. And I'll just lay out before him and begin to pray in my prayer language and the connection surpasses them in the mind. Spirit, praying to spirit. Let me just tell you, I believe God would like to give some of that gift to some of you today. If you would desire it. Don't worry, God's a gentleman. And I don't think he's gonna be like, oh, you're scared of that gift, here it comes. Watch it, I'm giving it to you. No, listen, if you go, hey, ah, no thanks. You know, God doesn't force you to open gifts that he gives. You gotta open it. And it takes faith on your part too. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to, here in a moment, we're gonna invite the prayer workers forward. But I I wanna tell you, I wanna step back from this, even talking about the gift of tongues, which is beautiful. We're gonna pray for some people today. But I wanna tell you, if you wanna know the Holy Spirit and the gifts that he has, all of them, it will only happen through prayer. Let me say it again. So you say, man, I wanna experience all the gifts. I want to know what God has. I want, to, I want to prophesy over people. I want to see miracles happen. I want to see, you know what? That is going to only happen through prayer. It isn't going to happen through you just coming to church. It isn't going to happen any other way. It's only going to happen between you getting together with the heart of God because Jesus said to his disciples beautifully in John, he said, I must go. And the reason I've got to go is so the Holy Spirit can come. And there's something within There's something within Jesus that knew. When the Holy Spirit came, it would be a game changer for us. You want to know him better. And all that he has to offer, let me just tell you, it's going to happen through these routines, through these spontaneous moments. It's going to be happening through his gifts. It's going to happen through prayer. I'd like to invite you, if you would, stand with me. I'm going to invite our prayer workers forward at this time as they come on and just make themselves available. Lane's going to lead us in a worship song as he does, you say, hey, I want to grow in this. And maybe you're in a place where you say, I want to receive this. I'm ready to receive this gift right now. Some of you say, you know what? I, am, I, I want my heart to change towards this gift. Like, I don't know that I'm ready right now to get this, but I know that my heart, the pronation of my heart, the position of my heart needs to change so that if God ever wants to, I'm ready and available. My heart is willing. Maybe there's other areas of the prayer that we've talked about tonight, today, that you just want someone to stand in agreement. These guys would love to pray with you and stand with you in faith. We're just gonna have a few moments to do this. So let me pray. As I begin to pray, if you wanna step out and begin to come forward for prayer, we're gonna worship the Lord. Father, you're amazing. We thank you for who you are. God, as we come before you now in faith, I just know that you desire to give this gift out to some this morning. Father, for those that have had a desire for this gift, that have been praying for it, want to begin to see it operate in their life. I just pray that 
you would fill them with faith, that that it wouldn't be something they would just be an innocent bystander, but they would be a participant with you, opening the gift that you have, putting their faith in you. Father, thank you for letting us connect with you in a dynamic way. If you need prayer, come on forward and receive prayer at this time. Let's worship the Lord just for a moment.